we're going to be remembering Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross. And that's why we're here. As we come in worship to the Lord, if it weren't for what we're going to see portrayed again and here this morning, we would have no hope. And so it's really, really important that we remember what Christ has done. As we start our short service this morning, we're going to sing a song which talks about what Christ did on the cross for us. It's a real short song, but it's, it's got the gospel in that little short song. The whole gospel is tied up there. So let's sing this together. You can just remain seated. In love became perfect man to take my sin away. Let's sing. hear God's word to us. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters called the Praetorium and called out the entire regiment. They dressed him in a purple robe and they wove branches into a crown and put it on his head. Then they saluted him, taunting, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him on the head with the reed stick, spit on him and dropped to their knees in mock worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off his purple robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for your help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. Oh, to see the dawn on the darkest day.
passerby named Simon, who was from Cyrene, was coming from the countryside to see him. The soldiers forced him to carry Jesus' cross. Simon was the father of Alexander and Rufus. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means place of the skull. They offered him wine draped with myrrh, but he refused it. Then the soldiers nailed him to the cross. They divided his clothes and threw dice to the side. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, melting within me. My strength has dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. O oh Lord, do not stay far away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. Oh, to see the pain. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. A sign announced the charge against him. It read, King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on his left. The people passing by shouted abuse, shaking their heads in mockery. Ha! Look at you now, they yelled at him. You said you were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well then, save yourself and come down from the cross. The leading priests and teachers of the religious law also mocked Jesus. He saved others, they scoffed, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down from the cross so we can see and believe him. Even the men who were crucified with Jesus ridiculed him. But I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him.
Now the daylight sleeps, now the ground beneath quakes as its maker bows his head. Curtains torn in two, dead are raised to light, finish the victory cry. Three o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, Lima Sakbakani, which means, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Some of the bystanders misunderstood and thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up on a reed stick so that he could drink. Wait, he said, let us see whether Elijah comes to take him down. Then Jesus uttered another loud cry and breathed his last, and the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. When the Roman officer who was fa stood facing him saw how he died, he proclaimed, this man truly was the Son of God. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him. For royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him, all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His, righteousness acts will, his righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. Why was Jesus crucified? The answer is there's both an earthly reason and a heavenly reason. Jesus was crucified. Simply put, the earthly reason is that mankind is evil. The heavenly reason is that God is good. So the earthly reason Jesus was crucified is that mankind is evil. Wicked men conspired against Jesus. They falsely accused him, and then they murdered him. The leaders of Israel had several reasons they wanted Jesus to be executed. They were envious of his following. They were afraid that Jesus would gather too large a crowd, which might bring the, following, the Roman authorities down on the nation, causing them to lose their positions. They hated the fact that Jesus called out their sin publicly. And they thought he was blaspheming when he claimed to be the Son of God. But all these reasons were simply symptoms of their underlying unbelief. And the heavenly reason Jesus was crucified, God is good. God had a plan from before time to save sinners. 
And Jesus was the Lamb of God who came to take away the sin of the world. And even though the act of crucifying Jesus was evil, the crucifixion was still the plan of God to make atonement for sin. The crucifixion was not a case of evil getting out of control, as some say. Jesus told Pilate, You would have no power over me if it were not given to you from above. The powers of darkness were given divine permission to act. Think about that. God allowed the hatred, the conspiracy, the false accusations, the sham trials, and the murder of His Son. In the crucifixion of Christ, God used the evil desires of evil men to accomplish the greatest good, the provision of salvation for mankind. It was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer, says Isaiah 53.10. And the result was glorious. He bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. We have all committed sins, and we are all naturally at war with God. We are all worthy of death, but Christ took our place. He was publicly executed, and His blood was shed on our behalf, as Paul explains. In Romans 3.25, he says this, For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when He held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For He was already looking ahead and including them in what He would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate His righteousness. For He Himself is fair and just, and He makes sinners right in His sight when they believe in Jesus. So that's what Romans says. So in the final analysis, the reason that Jesus was crucified is the answer that each of us must come to understand and embrace by faith. Jesus was crucified to pay for my sin so that I can be forgiven and be made right with God. The question this morning is, has Christ forgiven your sin? Have you been made right with God? Have you asked Him to make you right with Him? If you haven't asked, He hasn't done the deed. And what's stopping you from asking Him? The Lord is calling your name today. Will you believe and obey Him? And if you're a believer here and you've had your sins forgiven, have you thanked Him once again? So quickly we forget. And the response is, are you living a life worthy of Christ's sacrifice for you? So the Lord is calling your name too today. Will you honor Him and honor His death for you? We're going to invite you up now to come and pay homage to the Lord Jesus Christ who died for you.
a little different to what you're used to. We've put a lot of flowers, and thank you for bringing the herbs. And just as the woman, when Christ was crucified, paid homage to him by bringing herbs, wrapping his body, paying homage to the one they loved dearly, we can do that as a, an active act right here now by coming, just putting flowers, herbs, to remind us of Jesus Christ and to say thank you. Worldwide, herbs are used around the world for fragrance, for wellness, and for healing. Good Friday rem reminds us of the brokenness in our world too. The brokenness of the world's sin, of the tragedy around us, of the disaster of terrorism. And in his death on the cross, Jesus engages directly with that brokenness. This is God's most loving action. It's a contradiction in terms. I'd invite you to come, get some flowers, put it on the cross, and then go back to your seat. And we'll worship God from there. Our Lord Jesus Christ died for us. He died for me. He died for you. He took our sin on him. The debt he has paid. So we can't. Let's, in prayer, just give some thanks to God. We've got reason to thank Him, right? So I'd ask you just to, from your seat, just to publicly thank the Lord, thank Jesus Christ for what He's done for us. Here's a visible reminder. Let's thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience to you. We did it because we got it Thank you for your praising.
Heavenly Father, thank you for the precious life of your son Jesus. Thank you that he could see that cross in front of him and yet he still obediently went forward, mm-hmm. suffered in a horrendous way, that our sins could be forgiven. And that we can come to repeat you. We praise and thank you for that this morning. Thank you, Lord God, that when Jesus was baptized, your spirit came upon him and you pronounced that he was your son in whom you were well pleased. We praise you, Lord God, that you sent your son to die on our behalf, that we might live and be forgiven for our sins, to be adopted into your family. We thank you, Lord God, for your great mercy to us sending the Lord Jesus Christ. We are so undeserving, and yet you called us. And we are so full of sin, and yet you saved us. Lord, we thank you for the cross, the only way back to a right relationship with you. We thank you. Alas, and did my Saviour bleed, and did my Sovereign die, would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? Was it for crimes that I have done he hung upon the tree? Amazing pity, grace unknown, love beyond degree. Lord, thank you for living the life I could never live, for dying the death, to give me life. Here in God, we just thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We can bring nothing of our own that you have given everything. Jesus, we can't even begin to think what it was like be nailed to a cross. There was no anesthetics. Not just that, that was nothing. To endure that pain. To endure separation from your Father. Because of our sin. We can only make feeble attempts at saying, thank you, Lord. But we can never understand that full impact. Give us more grateful hearts, Lord. May it be seen in our willingness to to serve you and to live holy lives every single day. Do not give in to sin. Because you paid a great price for us. And we don't want to trivialize it. Thank you for your great sacrifice on our behalf. We praise you, Lord. God became man. We give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
We're going to sing another verse, O to see my name. And once we've done that, we're going to ask the children to come up here and a couple of the adults that I've named. And we're going to wrap up the cross as they wrapped up Jesus' body. And then they went to lay him in the tomb. That's what it's symbolizing. There's nothing else to it. All right. That's it. But it's a visual picture, a reminder to us of what happened to our Lord when they went to lay him in their tomb. Oh, to see my name. Before they carry the cross out, let's just hear the last of passages from Mark chapter 15 describing these events. Some women were there watching from a distance, including Mag Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the younger and of Joseph, and Salome. They had been followers of Jesus and had cared for him while he was in Galilee. Many other women who had come with Jesus to Jerusalem were also there. This all happened on Friday, the day of preparation, the day of the Sabbath. As evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea took a risk and went to Pilate to ask for Jesus' body. Joseph was an honoured member of the High Council and he was waiting for the Kingdom of God to come. Pilate couldn't believe that Jesus was already dead, so he called the Roman officer and asked if he had died yet. The officer confirmed that Jesus was dead so Pilate told Joseph he could have the body. Joseph brought a long sheet of linen, then he took Jesus' body down from the cross, wrapped it in the cloth, and laid it in a tomb that had been carved out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone in front of the entrance. Mary Magdalene and the mother of Joseph saw where Jesus' body was laid. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this reminder this morning of the great sacrifice you had to pay to free us from the grip, not just of death, but of eternal separation from God. Thank you for your sacrifice, Lord. And Lord, we look forward to Sunday because we know this isn't the end of the story. You died for us, but there's more. We look forward to Sunday. 
and celebrating your resurrection together as a church. In the meantime, Lord, help us to reflect on our own lives. How cheaply we take your sacrifice in our daily lives. Lord, give us a severe hatred of sin. Give us a, an amazing love for you. And may people around us see that we love Jesus Christ by the way we lovingly obey you in everything we do. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're going to carry the cross uh, into the foyer and then you can file out and we'll see you on Sunday.